0: Today we are going to continue with the series we've been going over for the last number of weeks, uh, the Big Ten series. We're talking about the Big Ten stories of the Bible, the Big Ten stories that we should all know, the stories that jump out to us. And this is this one is no exception. This one we're going to talk about this morning comes from Luke, and it's about the Good Samaritan. Now, we've all heard about the Good Samaritan. As a matter of fact, there's probably not one state in this union that does not have a Good Samaritan law. And it comes directly from the Bible, the story of the Good Samaritan. And what the law in most states says that if you as a person that witnesses something that is happening and you can jump in and possibly save that person's life, you have to. Let me give you an example. You're at a restaurant and the table next to you, somebody starts choking and they can't breathe. And you jump up and you grab them and you do the Heimlich maneuver and you dislodge whatever was in their throat that, stopped, that kept them from breathing. Well, you've saved that person's life, but in doing that, you broke a couple of ribs. Well, they're alive with a couple of broken ribs. The person that you save cannot turn around and go after you because you broke a couple of ribs. It's called the Good Samaritan Law. You're not, you're not held. Uh, they're not, they can't sue you. And today, that's pretty good when nobody can sue you. But in some states, it goes a little bit farther. In Minnesota, uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, Vermont, and Wisconsin, the Good Samaritan law also says that if you see somebody in distress and you do not give aid, you can be held liable for not giving aid. So you see somebody hurting and you just walk by and they know who you were, you're going to get a ticket. You're going to get fined. You could go to jail. Interesting. Don't worry about it. In Ohio, all you have to do is dial 911, and you're good to go. Today, we're going to talk about that story, about the Good Samaritan, and where those laws came from. We're going to go and we're going to read through Luke 10. Um, Let me give you a little background. Here we are, Luke 10 25. Jesus is before a group of people. One of the people he is before is what they call a lawyer. Now, it's not a lawyer like we know a lawyer, a prosecuting lawyer, a defense lawyer. This is a lawyer. This man knows the law, the Mosaic law, the law of Moses. And he's questioning Jesus. And we'll see in this passage that I'm about to read, he's going to try to okey-doke Jesus into saying something that Jesus does not want to say. So before we get into reading what happened with the Good Samaritan in that passage, let's pick it up at Luke 10, 25. And the lawyer stood up and put him, Jesus, to the test saying, teacher... What shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he, Jesus said to him, what is written in the law? What he's doing, he's answering a question with a question. Socratic method. This is what Jesus is using, a question. He answers with a question. He says, what is written in the law? And how do you read it? So the lawyer answers, he says this, you shall love your Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself. Okay, what is this lawyer doing? He's actually picking up a couple of verses from the Old Testament. First one from Deuteronomy that says six, five, that says, you shall love your Lord God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Okay, so he's picking up that passage. And then he's dropping to Leviticus 19 that says, you shall take advantage, not take advantage, and bear a grudge against the son of your own people, but you shall love your neighbor... As yourself. Okay, so he's taken two passages of Scripture because this guy knows the Mosaic Law. That's the law of Moses. That's the Old Testament, the Old Covenant. He knows all that, and that's why he's questioning Jesus. Jesus says, You have answered correctly. Do that, and you will live. But wishing to justify himself, that's the lawyer. He says to Jesus, and who is your neighbor? Oh, my. Okay, he's putting Jesus to the test now. He's trying to box him in to say something that this lawyer can go after Jesus with. First of all, the word neighbor in Greek is somebody, someone who is near to you. In proximity. Hebrew means neighbor means somebody you have an association with. So you see he's trying to box Jesus in and now we go to what Jesus said to the lawyer and those that were questioning him and he goes to a parable and we know it as the good Samaritan. But let me tell you what a Samaritan is. Remember last week we talked about Nineveh and how Jonah was going to go to Nineveh and talk to those terrorists? Okay, those are Assyrians. Well, what has happened is the Assyrians have come down and they have married and had children with Israelites. And the Samaritans are those children. And the reason why they call them Samaritans is because they live in an area of Samira. They are hated by the Israelites. The Jews hate the Samaritans. They call them half-breeds. They spit on them. They want nothing to do with them. Back in the days, back here, there was about a million of them. They still have Samaritans in Israel today and there are only about 800 of them living in Israel today samaritans the jews hate them looked down on them they were half-breeds okay now that's what a samaritan is let's pick up the story 10:30 we start here jesus said a man was going down from jerusalem to jericho okay that corridor between Jerusalem and Jericho is known as the valley of death. You'll know why in just a minute, but you've heard about the valley of death in Psalms 23, haven't we? Shadow of the valley of death. Okay, so then the valley of death. From Jerusalem to Jericho, and fell among robbers, and they stripped him, and they beat him. Now Jesus is telling this story. And went away, leaving him half dead, And by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed on the other side. Okay, a priest, a religious man, passed on the other side. Likewise, a Levite also. When he came to the place and saw the man, he passed on the other side. Okay, a Levite. All priests back then were Levites. But not all Levites were priests. The Levites were very religious people that took care of the temples, that took care of the church. They were involved in the sacrifices. They were involved in the finances. They were involved in every aspect of the church. Some became priests, not all, but they were involved in the church. So these are two religious, religious people. Okay, so the Levite, he passes on the other side as well. But a Samaritan, we just talked about Samaritans, who was on a journey, came upon him, and when he saw him, he felt compassion, and came to him, bandaged up his wounds, poured oil and wine on them, and he put him on his own beast. So if he was riding a camel, or not a camel, but a donkey, he put this injured man on the donkey, and brought him to an inn and took care of him. On the next day, he took out two denarii. Denarii, one denarii is one day's work. He took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper and said, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you on my way back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell into the robbers hands okay we don't know if the man in the ditch was a Jew we don't know if he was a Samaritan we don't know what he was but it makes no difference because two religious people just passed him by and the half-breed helped him and the attorney says the lawyer the one who showed mercy on him whoa wait a minute why doesn't he say the Samaritan Jesus said the Samaritan He was very descriptive. Jesus didn't stutter. He said the Samaritan. He could have said the half-breed, but he didn't. He said the Samaritan. But this lawyer, this attorney, he can't even conjure up the word Samaritan to say, it was the Samaritan, Jesus. No, he says, and I quote, the one who showed mercy on him. Then Jesus said, go and do the same. So what are we learning? What are, what, are we, what have we learned from this story of the Good Samaritan? First thing we learned that we As the children of God need to set aside our prejudices. We need to set aside that feeling that we get when we're around people that aren't like us. We need to secondly realize that our neighbors are anyone that we encounter, that we are all creatures of the Most High God. Are we not? Jesus' love for us transcends any human boundaries that we have. Race, religion, nationality. Social economic status. And for some of us, that even means politics, doesn't it? Because right now in this country, politics, the theology of two sides, separate us and divide us. We can't let that separate us from being a neighbor to everyone we come in contact with. And that even means, and you aren't going to believe this, when you are in line at Kroger's, 11 items or less, and that person in front of you has 55 items and more, you've got to show love. Probably the most difficult thing you will do in your entire life is show love to that person. Keeping the law is not... This lawyer knew the law. He could probably recite it, but he didn't know God. He didn't know God's word. He, he could recite God's word but he didn't live it. He didn't have it in his heart. And the reason why we know that, he was trying to okey doke Jesus into saying something like what the lawyer wanted to hear. And that was, well, you know what it was. It was he only love certain people. That's what he wanted Jesus to say. You only love certain people. The people who look like you. People who go to temple with you. How often are we guilty of that? How often are we guilty of looking at somebody and walking away from them or looking down on them? I know I've been guilty of it. Have you ever thought... That maybe you're not fitting into somebody else's life and they look down on you. They don't like the way you look. Have you ever thought about that? What goes around comes around. What's that old thing when you got one point, one finger pointing, the rest are pointing back at you? Maybe they're judging you. You don't want to be judged. Don't judge them. But let's do one more thing before we close out. Let's put... Let's do a parable within a parable. Or maybe you could call it a metaphor. Suppose for a moment, moment. in this interpretation, the man injured is us, fallen man, the human race. We have fallen into sin. We We live sinful lives. And the robbers, they're Satan. Attacking the man with the intent to destroying our relationship with God. So we're, we're being attacked. We're the people in the ditch. Us. And the robbers, Satan. Trying to destroy our relationship with the Heavenly Father. The lawyer. He's mankind. Without a true understanding of... Of God and his will for us. He knew all the words. He knew all the law. But in his heart. He didn't know God. He only knew what he saw written in a book. And the priest. Is a religion. In an apostate state. An apostate state is when. You turn your back on what you know when you betray your religion or you betray your friends. That's an apostate state. That's what the lawyer or the priest is. People that have abandoned their faith and the Levite is legalism. Legalism that instills the prejudice in our hearts of believers. That's legalism. You know what legalism is? is when man makes the rules, not God. He knows what God's rules are, but I, as a church, I'm going to make the rules. I don't like the way you look. I don't like the way you look. I don't like, could you please leave? You smell like smoke. You please, you have to leave. That's legalism. Sir, I think I smell alcohol in your breath. You're going to have to leave. That's legalism. God didn't say that a church Was only a place for people that are cleaned up and looking good and dressing right, smelling right? No. A church is a hospital for the sick. And I'm the sickest one here. Although I'm looking around and judging you, you look pretty sick too. You look sick too. That's legalism. But in this story, in this story of the Good Samaritan, I did believe that God was trying to make a point. It's a lesson about loving your neighbor as yourself. And we all know who we love the most. It's usually ourself. If I was to take a picture of all of you here this morning and I was to put it up on the screen, first thing you would do is look for you, <laughs> wouldn't you? We all do. We all do. The whole idea is to look to see who's next year. you. To look for your neighbor first before. You look to see where you are in the picture. And God has designed a great picture for all of us. And if we trust him and we love him with all of our hearts and all of our soul and love our neighbor as ourselves, then we will do exactly what God has instructed us to do and who to be in the eyes of Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, Our prejudice just seem to sometime overcome us. And unless we pay attention to it, we become victims of it. And that is the work of Satan. We become victims of discrimination against others. We become victims of hatred. Slanderous words. Help us to stay away from that. Put the devil at bay. Help us to be the men and the women and the children that you have so so much want us to be. Help us now as we wait before you with reverent and submissive hearts that you be the one that leads us and guides us, regardless of what's around us, to love our neighbors as thyself in every area of our life. We thank you in advance for your guidance, your wisdom, and um, of course... God, your son, Jesus Christ, whose words we just read, we thank you for that. We thank you for the roadmap you have given us for life. In Jesus' precious name we pray and everyone said amen. Well, thank you very much, all of you, for being here this morning. Thank you to all of you online. God bless you, and I hope you have a wonderful week. May God bless you, bless your family. You are dismissed. Thank you. Hello, my name is Doug Doms. I'm the executive pastor here at The Movement Church. It is through your blessings that this ministry continues to reach out and touch lives that might not have been touched otherwise. If you want to continue to support our ministry, please go to movementchurch.community and please remember to tell your friends, go on social media, tell your friends at Movement 937. God bless you and have a wonderful day and thanks again.